Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. So today we're going to talk about a fantastic film uh, called Boogie Nights. Okay. <laughs> we are. Okay, so set in 1977, back when sex was safe, pleasure was a business, and the business was booming. Idealistic porn producer aspires to elevate his craft to an art when he discovers a hot talent. I have a quick question. Marky Mark. What's that? Um, did they not have time to... Fix all the special effects in this movie. You shut your mouth. Can I finish? No, let me finish. What are you talking about? Do they not have time to finish all the special effects in this movie? Because whenever Mark Wahlberg opens his pants, they look like his at his dick, like it's the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. Uh. Okay. You don't see his dick into the very very no, end of this film. No, no, no. But they look at you. Don't see what's inside the suitcase from Pulp Fiction either. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, did they not have time to put the glow coming from his dick? Because they look every time he pulls out his dick, they're just like, "Oh yeah." I, every time that happened, I put like I keep thinking in my brain of John Travolta going, "Yeah, we're really happy." Okay. So <laughs> wow. So um, do you know who Mark Wahlberg's supposed to be? What? Right? Yes, I know exactly who. I I, I get the parallel. Okay. Don, Don Silver, we get it. Yes. Yeah. John Holmes. Yes. As a movie, like, what'd you think of it? Like, I don't like this guy's movies for some reason. Uh, Paul Anderson? Yeah, 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 I don't know why. I don't think he's... Uh, he's not... But his movies are always kind of off and weird to me. Like, uh, Punch Drunk Love. I'm just okay with that movie. Like, no, yeah, Heart 8? You didn't like Heart 8? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, really? You told me about that one that you yeah, watched I liked it recently. It. Punch Drunk Love? That was a weird one. Yeah, that one was weird. Yeah, like, I'm just okay. Like, it was... Uh, there will be blood. That's him. That's the only one. Then that would be the exception to everything. I like that movie a lot. That is the exception to this. Then is there will be blood. Okay. That's a good flick. This movie, I fucking love it. I love it from beginning to end. How I am not. It's such a great movie, especially like after you watched it like a few times and you see that intro. Uh, it's perfect because you see everybody in that intro. Well, I know that, and then, well, he does that a couple times too because also there's the big pan shot of his room that literally tells the whole movie. Yeah, here's the movie. Yeah, get used to it. No, but I, I it's a, it's a dope. I don't. Movie. I don't need my even uh-huh. even the cut even like the but like I don't like my foreshadowing given to me like that like don't it's like it's the foreshadow pan swipe what about the scene where it's uh mark uh roller girl uh what's his name the guy the producer the director and then uh that other woman julianne moore yeah and then we're just sitting down at the table and then you see the whole mother father daughter son 
dynamic between the two of them where the kids are sitting on one side and the adults are sitting on one side and they're living like parallel lives with no, each I, other. I get it. And then when you show Mark Wahlberg, like the way when you see him sitting down to the, at the table, there's like, he's cut all the way to the far right of like frame and he's got this giant empty space onto the right, which is, just seems stupid. But then you realize and like, oh, it's because they're, we're filling voids of each other's dynamics here, and then it's just it's working really well. And I then get that the fight, metaphor. No, I get it too, but I think <laughs> it works visually. It works okay. super good. Let's start going over the story because I've got questions and and comments. And then, and, the, and then like I love that fight between Mark Wahlberg and his mom. You don't you don't understand me. <laughs> All right, it's like uh, five bucks to see it, fifteen to watch me jerk it. He was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Well, he's like 39 years old trying to play 17. He seems so young. <laughs> no, uh, this he was 25 at this point. He was 25. He was 25. He wasn't 25 at that point. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think this is one of his first like films. 99. Dude, he was like 25 when he was doing guest jeans and shit. No, he and was And that was like he 90. Was he was, he's at least 30 in this movie. Hold on. How old was Marky Mark in Boogie Nights? He's 49 now. 71 is when he was born. So he would have been 21. He would have been like 26, 27. Okay, I said 25. Well, he's uh, fairly young. I thought he'd be older. Yeah, well, he he, he doesn't look a day past 32. Mark, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg gets up at 3 in the morning to exercise every morning. He does like three hours of like lifting and then like two hours of cardio. So like by 9 a.m. he's already like fucking like ready to go. Okay. I was ready to go. I, I saw that he was. Ready uh, to go. So he can do the scene, Jimmy. He can do the scene. <laughs> he can oh, do he's the like scene. ready right now. He did a couple lines. He's ready to go. Yeah, he can do the scene. You think he's on coke all the time, but he's not. He's just Marky. So he starts so, off okay. with the club. Yeah. Now wh- here's what I know. Okay, so they can start off with the club that Luis Guzman owns. Yeah. Introducing all the characters and yeah. win one fell swoop. I, I like Thanks. I like when movies do that. I especially with single shots like uh, Snake Eyes. I like how the beginning of that movie, the first 10 minutes, is just like all, like, one... Are we talking about the old Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say old. That came out when we were children. I remember seeing the preview before School Ties. Follow-up <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> question. Why did you go see School Ties in the theater? Yeah. And uh, somebody brought me. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, you don't like that movie? I've never blanked that. I know that, I know, I know that, I know what it is. I'm okay with the film. That first ten minutes, I love. I know what it is. I know it is. I know it was yeah, a big yeah, deal because yeah. it was a Brian De Palma movie, and I know at that point he had done like, you know, Carrie and all that. You know, I knew the movies yeah, yeah, that he had yeah. done. I knew that he had done Carrie, and I think Scarface. Is he Scar? No, he, no. Is he, is he Scarface? No. Yeah, I think he did Scarface. Anyway, he had done movies. I knew he made a bunch of movies at that point. I think yeah. he did Scarface. I don't think so. Go ahead. I'm like eighty percent sure he did Scarface. Go ahead. Um, a couple things that I noticed though. Bill Macy, William Macy's boring ass life. Here's what I call it. As soon as that, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. As soon as the William H. Macy part comes out, I'm like, I don't know if it's him, but someone is committing suicide in this movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. I just, I just was like, I'm like, I don't know who it is, because like the beginning, like not every everybody's everybody's having fun. Uh-huh. It's that whole, we're all having fun, but nothing is working out. <laughs> And that's what that whole that's what I got at the beginning of the movie. Everybody's having fun. Nothing is working out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, I was like, and it's gonna work out bad for somebody to where someone's gonna kill themselves. 
Like, I was like, someone's committing suicide in this movie. Yeah. And you, you can totally see it. And I love uh, the cowboy, where he comes out in the beginning, where he's got, like, the hat, and he's got, like, the... What's his name? He changes personalities, like, every fucking minute in that show. But, yeah, that mom, I was like, that's, like, the worst bitchy-ass mom. And then they didn't even, like, follow up with the mom and dad. Like, the dad he was so cool with. Like, what? You know what I mean? I kind yeah. of would have liked to see him be like, oh, I'm going to meet up with the dad. We, we, so we meet everybody, and then we meet Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is selling stereos and trying to sell stereos with an 8-track of country. The manager gets Buck, mad. Buck Swoop. Yeah. Um, Buck is dope. He's my favorite character in the whole stupid thing. <laughs> um, the manager walks up to him and goes, hey, I hired you because you were supposed to bring an, a decent amount of pussy into my establishment. Which you have to brought in, but you're not selling. Sh- you're not selling dick. Yeah, because he's playing country music. No one listens to this shit. Wow, I hope I have. I hope I can hire a person based on the amount of pussy he can bring to my establishment. <laughs> when Burt Reynolds keeps talking to him about his special purpose, yeah, it just reminded me of the jerk. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. I feel. I feel. You're not into this movie, like I hoped you would be. Well, so now I need to ask you a couple questions. Okay. I didn't hate this movie. Okay. okay I'll, I'll, let's put that on Front Street. Is it the best movie? No. Am I? Do I feel the need to watch it again? Probably not. Okay. Didn't hate it. Where were you when you were watching this movie? In my room. Okay. I was hanging out with Lisa. Lisa and I watched it together. Where were the kids? And the other. Why the fuck would I watch this in front of my kids? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Like, are you like? They kept. They. They. they Cause would, I, Cause I feel uh, like if the kids were like coming in and they're still awake, then it would might interrupt that a little bit, but them. not. But, but not enough. Which, I'm. I'm like eight years in with kids, so I can pause a movie and and be able to pick it up back up. And right, it's right. fine. But no, no, no. Like it was, it was that situation. Okay, where, like, okay, they, yeah. they would come in and ask questions, and I would like pause the movie and shit. So okay, I'm getting not your favorite director. Got it. Slight interruption. So I could see where maybe. But no, still like. But, but like still, no, 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 no. It was that was it wasn't even that because that's how I watched as 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 you have children. That's how you watch movies. Yeah. I don't I don't ever get to finish a movie. Sometimes I have to break a movie in two because I don't get to finish a movie. Because right. like the kids are waking up. Or, you know what I mean? Because I'll wake up early and watch movies. Because I, I stop trying to stay up late because I miss half the movie. So right. I start doing it the other way. I wake up early and I just start the movie early. Okay. But there's a better chance of me finishing it, waking up at 4.30 or 5 when I do, and finishing it before 6 or 7. Okay. And before they're, they're awake if it's something they can't watch. I think this movie is good for the sheer fact that I know... Uh, a lot of people in the adult industry, so most of this stuff rings fairly true to like newcomers going in, then so quickly this is, burning this, out. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. So, so here's the part that's also funny to me. Uh-huh. So he's at work and he's doing his busting tables and stuff. Yeah. And then Heather Graham comes in, takes him into the sock room and blows him. Uh-huh. In the middle of work, like you forget that you get blown in the middle of work, like like how was your day? Oh, I got blown in the middle of work. Like you're gonna forget this. I and then hold, 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 hold on, let me finish my let me finish my thought, and I'll let you I will let you respond. Um, and then they're driving, right? Like he's walking home to his bus or whatever, and he's right. he's walking back, and they drive by him, and she's like, "Oh, hey, do you remember me? Like you forgot who blew you two hours ago?" I feel like me and you live. Two different lives, Forrest. Are you not going to remember some of that blew you two or three hours earlier in the middle of your shift? Uh, yeah. 
question? <laughs> no, but like, um, we do. First off, we, we can put that on Friends Street. We totally do live completely different lives. Got it. But also the sheer fact that it's like one of those where it's when drugs are around, when situations are happening, when like you've been drinking, ambitions, parties, whatever. Like sometimes you hook up with people that you forget you hooked up with. And it's but they're like, both employees. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, she's not really an employee. More, she's just like a talent at the location. Oh, is she just a talent? Is yeah. Like, I got roller girls skating around. Yeah. Ha, 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 there's my titties. Right. And then, like, I mean, she's just there to, like, drop off drinks and stuff. But also, Mark Wahlberg just started working there. You know what I mean? But it's also one of those where it's, like, where you value sex to. Like, sex could be, like, if you value it a lot that it needs to be the right person that you hook up with then you pay more attention to who you're sleeping with when it's not a thing or it's like a quick fix to make your mood better and just kind of move on and it's been that way for a while then it's like whatever like i'm sorry oh we hooked up oh sweet how was it yeah cool and move on which i think this is kind of how roller girl was that's how you're reading that yeah people that go into porn go into it for several different reasons uh, a majority of the people that go into porn have a lot of baggage that they're not willing to deal with. Okay. You know what I mean, and then you'll see like some people that are very cool and very like well off and very just kind of like mentally just super stable, and they have no problem doing these acts. Mm-hmm. But they have s- rules which they won't like contradict. You'll get directors who will say "fuck that" and will push you harder or push you to certain areas. Yeah. Like people- you, you have a, like a physical body reaction to sex and that's fine at a certain point certain girls like once they like have the girls that reach like superstar level go very hard with like their schedule like how many people they're packing in a day wow (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) go on but how many people they're like scheduling in a day (laughs) the body itself rejects that because they just they cut off at a certain point, and then they can't do any more after that. And like the thing is, like it's not them just being like, "Oh, come on, like this is not that big of a deal." When obviously, like there's a lot of stuff, internal stuff that they're processing, and then it's too much, and then plus the pressure of the lights and the cameras, and everyone's there, and like all this stuff kind of just builds up, and it just it, it breaks a lot of people because they think they can do it, and they think that it's an easy job. You have to have the right mindset and the right sense of like who you are. Or who you're, what you're willing to give up for it. Because gotcha. most people, like, they'll do stuff, and then they'll just, like, purposely blot it out of their memory. Like, I didn't do that. I, what were you talking about? Oh, I must have done that. But they play nonchalantly, and they don't want to talk about it, and they move forward. And it's kind of like, okay, like, that's just your coping me- mechanism for, like, not focusing on a lot of this. But you get people like uh, Marky Wahlberg that shows up, and then it's basically, like, Oh, this is super easy. I just do this and I'm done. Like, this is fantastic. And then they get the money for it. And then they become, like, new money rich. And they just start splurging on everything. And it seems like a great idea. They and then were splurging on everything, weren't they? Goddamn. <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I like this movie because it's just, like, it's not all fun and games. People forget about people's emotions. And they oh, set yeah, off sure. to the side. And then it's kind of like... You get fucking, like, you get, what's Are his you face? Are you going to guilt me for my notes now? <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, like, you get, what's his face, like, walking into his wife, 
over and over again getting plowed by everyone at the party and then like it finally comes New Year's Eve and guess what he's done <laughs> but that was kind of loosely based on John Holmes because you know about John Holmes right that, there was that movie that they made that one that uh, Val Kilmer's in yeah I didn't see it, but I know. Oh, man, I tried to find it. Like, I couldn't find a copy of it. I tried to find documentaries he, on YouTube of it. John Holmes in it, isn't he? Yeah. And then I tried to find uh, YouTube documentaries about it because of the murders. But, man, it's just uh, really dull. Like, well, the people that do the documentaries come across really cringy because you could tell like they're like porn fanatics. Like enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. And it's kind of like, there's a way to probably tell the story without it having it be so like yeah you know so breathing breathy <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like those murders were, were hideous and then John Holmes is that who, supposed to be based on that that scene loosely cause that's kinda it was like a drug deal gone bad type of a thing and then like oh so that's five people, the end of the movie five people ended up dying um John Holmes was found to be a participant but the sheer fact that his bloody handprint was on the wall of like one of the shootings and whatnot. So, but yeah, it's kind of like Mark Wahlberg is John Holmes loosely, the ending loosely. Yeah, loosely, I mean, so yeah. it's kind of like so. Okay, so Burt uh, Reynolds, but the thing is, Burt Reynolds wants to make movies with story. Yeah, he has quite a dream. Quentin Tarantino has something to say about that specific thing too. About porn with story. Yeah, so. Um, Quentin Tarantino likes this movie. That was really good. The only thing that he did not like about this movie uh-huh. is the scene where the editor is like saying like, uh, "What's the guy's name? What's Bert's name?" Like, uh, you're talking about. I want to say Jackie. The guy's real name. Is, the guy's real name is Ricky J. Oh, was it Ricky? Or he calls him by his nickname. Yeah. But like, he goes like, uh, "Bert." Like, he goes like, "He goes, this is really good. This is an actual movie." Yeah. And then, like, they're kind of, like, excited because in that story, that's what it what it is. It's supposed to be, like, an elevation between, like, just a skin flick to an actual, like, movie. And it's him kind of stepping out of, like, the crappy world of, like, porn to maybe actually reaching Hollywood. Yeah. But then you cut to see the actual film, and the film is, like, the cheesiest 80, 80s fucking porn flick. There's nothing about it that screams, like, an evolution of, like, film. Do you know what I mean? And that's what Quentin Tarantino uh, doesn't like about this movie. He's like, you talk about it, you show it, and you show garbage. Do you know what I mean? But that was what they thought they were making. No, they thought they were making something better. Because, like, as as an artist, as as someone who, like, creates stuff, you know that... But you can say You know, like, shit, that's good. But you can say that about George Romero movies, too. About, like, the dead movies. Those are good. Those are good, and that, that's what they, and I think and that's the vibe I think that they were going off of. Like, you know, George Romero didn't. George Romero was making a movie about you know race and and inequality and so right. using and using zombies as right as and, a, and yeah, but and I, I mean he but the quality of the movie. I mean, it's good for the time and for his budget. Right, and that's what I feel like they were going off of. Like, but even then, you can tell it's good. This is the eighties where like you like. If you're gonna show that you're making a movie, an actual movie, it's not like cheesy one-liners and then like running and jumping over cars. But that's the type of movie he wanted to make. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Wanted, he, hold on. Well, that's he what said, hold on. he said. Story. He didn't say good story. Well, he said good stories, but he didn't say like. Because his whole dream is to 
create something awesome. Yeah. And then to see a director say, like, oh, this is the best I could do, like, you, you can tell it's not. You know I mean, like, but. This movie to me was like The Godfather if The Godfather was about porn and not the mob. Okay. Who's Michael? You, you want me to give you a pair? Well, clearly yeah. Michael's going to be Wahlberg. Marky? Okay, and who is... Uh, if you're going to ask who... It's Fredo. Who's Fredo? Yeah. I would say the Philip Seymour Hoffman character is Fredo. Okay. Because okay. he's the one who kind of... Yeah. Embarrasses himself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, would that make the Bill Macy character Sonny? Because he dies? Oh, or would it be John C. Riley? John C. Riley would be the sunny. Yeah. What do you think of the dynamic of the of them of the two of them? Um, that was weird because he's all like John C. Riley's all skinny and shit. <laughs> yeah, but like I I like that whole fact of the what you do this Jack knife Jack Jack what you do this is Jack knife. Who John C. Riley's character in the movie is that is he autistic? I don't think so. I don't kind of picked up like. That he was... Maybe. I don't... You know what I mean? I don't focus on that. So, we haven't talked about Philip C. Hoffmore too much. He did. Definitely, um... Come just, across that. Just chameleon <laughs> into a role, dude. Like... He's so good. Yeah. Like, in everything I've ever seen him in. He's so good. Like, I never... Like, again, Especially with this one when he's in love with Marky. And, like, it's just, like... It's just heartbreaking how, like, into him he is. Because, like, Mark Wahlberg gives zero fucks of what's going on. And then it gets weirded out when it... It's taking too far. And then, like, to see him break down and cry and run away, you're like, dude, that sucks. But I, Yeah, and then, at that point, because, like, at first off, and as soon as it said 1980, I'm like, oh, this is where someone's going to kill themselves is here. And for two seconds, they do a good job. Because you kind of get that vibe. Yeah. You kind of get that vibe that someone's going to kill themselves in this story. Oh, for sure. And for, like, two seconds, they do a really good job of you thinking he's just going to fucking do it in that car. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it's just, like, and then you see him where he's just, like, desperate to like want to be in love with him and want to have that reciprocated and to have it just fucking yeah. like told no and then like uh mark Wahlberg just he doesn't comprehend it because he's just like no you're a dude like what, what do you and then it just it fuck dude like i felt so bad for him well he's scene. creepy weird in some parts too. oh for sure like, like, it's is, just I, like, like uh, this is the question i asked in my notes is he the creep relief like the comic relief we're like oh, okay. as, as soon as things get like 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 hot in that movie, uh-huh. then he just comes out. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then like and just kind of like you would not have a moment. There's not a moment in this movie where you can get a boner because there's sweaty Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> just, just click, clicking yeah. clicking that marker. I've met people like him, and it always creeps me out. I don't like it. I don't like people always tell me I'm always an asshole or I'm always rude because I. I check people right away, but it's for people this. like that. Like I get dudes come up to me that like find me attractive, and they just like they just latch on, and I'm like, dude, you need to back the fuck off. And then like, but I feel bad, but I feel like if I'm friendly and if I'm too polite to them, then it just it prolongs that whole like you don't understand that nothing's gonna happen type of a situation. Yeah, um, and then we get to the point where they're making the movies, right? And um, Mark Wahlberg. Um, keeps asking if it's sexy. I have not heard the word sexy used that many times, except in an Austin Powers movie. 
Well, this is also like you have to remember sexy? too. Is it is it sexy? But is it sexy? Yeah, but you you have to remember <laughs> is it sexy, too. Sexy baby, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like that's like the I feel word. bad because I, I got to a point where I, I had my weird questions. And this movie obviously means something to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it, dude. I don't give a shit. <laughs> What's your weird questions? I've asked you them throughout the whole thing. You're just like... <laughs> but, like, I don't think, like, that's uh, the sexy thing. Yeah, I it's just funny, compared this movie to Austin Powers. That's, that's the weird question. <laughs> but, it's also like, but it's also the fact that, like, uh, you have, like, those, like... What other words are you going to use from the 70s to describe, like, something sexy? Plus, uh, like, cause, like... You don't need to ask it 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, after Mark Wahlberg's rise to fame... So, he gets, he gets his coke addict. You know, you get your coke addict storyline in there. Yeah. Which, um, you do your like Brocklanders, you which Brocklanders is just white and dolomite. Okay, yeah. Um, and then you meet Todd Parker. Oh, yeah. At that New Year's Eve party, and I'm all, is that fucking Punisher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so like, um, so yeah, so then, um, so yeah, so it's uh, where are we? So the story is, uh, he's a porn star. He's making it big. He has that fight with his. Uh, they have to control him because he's getting out of control, and then the fucking that mall character comes in. He wasn't that out of control. He was just like, I want he I, that I get. Like he was like, let's do it now, and he's like, no, we're not ready for you. Like I get that. Yeah. But that's like the only instance they show. Like he hadn't done anything else before that, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because like, the same thing the too. Story, it's like, like he so- thinks he's the main character. He's I'm got sorry. the big dick, so this is what I do. Blah blah blah. But the thing is, like, people burn out. People don't want to see it all the time, so like they move on. And like he's realizing that like he's put his entire life and chips into this and. He's, he's old news. And then, like, because you see him throw that little baby fit that he's no longer, like, the star. Well, what's weird about this movie is that I've seen parts out of sequence. Like, I've never seen it all the way through, but I've seen parts okay. out of sequence. And seeing it all in context now. But every time I watch, like, that movie, like, when I've seen the parts, uh-huh. I've been like, oh, I feel like I'm, like, 20, 30 minutes into this movie, so I missed a big chunk of the movie at the beginning. But I was, like, way farther into the movie than I thought. Oh, okay. Like, every time. And every time I would see these parts, I'd be like, oh, this looks like I'm, like, 20, 30 minutes into this movie. Oh, I'm not going to watch this. We get to that third act, which is just the act of broken dreams. <laughs> yeah. His really bad singing career. We, do, yeah. do, 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 do you want to go through the, the boulevard of broken dreams yeah, in this go, movie? Yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> so there's uh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Who who does his, his really bad singing, which... It takes a good singer. That's what I always like about good singers who act. Uh-huh. Follow-up question. He was a singer before this. He was in a group. He was not in a group. He was an ensemble. He was not in an ensemble. His brother Donnie was in an ensemble. Oh, that's right. His Donnie was. He had a funky bunch. <laughs> so why is it... I like this movie, dude. I really but, do. Like, why Why is it... And you have no respect for the funky bunch. <laughs> I've never once had you been like, Oh, bro. I was listening to the I have a CD here somewhere. I it was your <laughs> sister's, and I know it was your sister's, yeah. and it was just leftover because she was like, I'm not bringing this fucking funky punch into my house. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, she gave me that, Covery Bad, New Jack City soundtrack. But First off, the New Jack City soundtrack is fucking legit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was the only one, and you should have fucking threw the other ones <laughs> and, uh, at the, a wall. The Tom Tom Club. Of course you'd have the Tom Tom Club. And I don't mean this in any racist type of way. 
every Mexican has the Tom Hanks line. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cat. They have catchy songs. Everybody has. I have not been to a party. We well, went on. to I, see the Tom Tom Club. I know we did, but I have not been to a party where the hosts were Hispanic, <laughs> and I did not not hear that song. <laughs> yeah. Prisoner of Love. Yeah, no, for sure. And I don't mean this in the. <laughs> that's your house. That's your choice. <laughs> um. Uh, so anyway, we, we were going down the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah. Okay, so Mark Wahlberg's senior career is not working out, and he's, like, jerking it in front of people, and then, like, those guys beat him up. Yeah. You see him, like, when he first talks about five bucks to see it. And now he's, now he's doubled bucks. his price. Yeah, five bucks to see it. Ten, uh, fi- ten. ten bucks or fifty bucks to, like, watch me jerk it. Yeah. When he's younger, he's, he's like, oh, okay, but he's also kind of proud of it, and then now it's kind of like he's like, Oh fuck! Okay, well this is the you know what I mean and you can yeah. you can see it you can hear it and then like they beat him up like they uh, uh, gay bash him. <laughs> and then there's Julianne Moore who needs to go. She's fighting for custody of her kid. That's I mean it, it, when it turns to that Boulevard of Broken Dreams, goddamn it, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard um, to watch. Did you see who her ex husband was? Did you pick up on who that was? No, who was it's it? John Doe from X. Was it really? Yeah, I'm like watching the movie and I'm all, is that? John Doe? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I have to double back and like, watch that scene again. There was that. Let's see. There was Heather Graham who was... So, okay. So, Heather Graham and uh, Burt Reynolds, yeah. like, theirs is kind of wrapped into one because he uh, has to sell out a bit to, like, keep doing what he wants to do. Yeah. They make him go around. Like, they make him do, like, the bang bus. Yeah. Or the bang bus. Dude, how fucked up was that, too? Like, all of it was all fucked up. Because that's that kid at the beginning of the movie that was, like, giving her doing the blowjob motion to her yeah and, and then now she has to fucking like pretend to be into it and he's being a dick and like just like not all of it's just fucking bad and so then he goes to beat his, that guy's ass and then she like fucking stomps on his face and yeah dude like it's it's and then John Don Cheadle's was the craziest out of all of I them. loved him I love him he's the best one but go ahead and you think you're like oh the, I, I kind of liked it where they didn't well he, he tries to he has a baby on the way yeah he tries to Get a loan, but they're like, "No, you're in fuck films, dude. We're not gonna, we're not gonna lend you money." Yeah, it's and he, but he's like, he's like, but like I got everything here, like everything's in order. And like, it's just it's devastating because like that's kind of like everything that was related to adult films. Like as much as you think you're like a big shot and you have all this money, doesn't mean shit to society because you're fucking making smut. I I think it was worse 20 years ago i don't think it's that as, no it's as, not only now yeah but, but it, i mean it was like 30 40 years ago when this shit takes place yeah because i think the laws in uh the united states was like you couldn't film movies in a lot of different states like they would not allow the states would not allow it, but you were allowed to show them at those pussycat theaters and like whatever oh okay but the thing though it's like a lot of times a lot of these like big busts happens when like these uh directors and stars were like sneaking to different areas and record you know a movie but the problem is the community was so against like that happening to them because it would like put a blemish on their city or whatever that they would call the cops anytime they were they would think something was happening and so right. they would there's a lot of police raids where people would come into like, a warehouse or like <laughs> someone's home find out that they were filming like a porn thing and they would just arrest everybody and that was it and at that point like it's just like it just sucks. Like yeah. making porn back in the day was a lot more difficult than it is now. Because now it's like well, now they you just need a, yeah. a phone. 
You know I mean? To see the post, seriously. John Cheadle is in the middle of that robbery, and everybody dies, yeah. and he just takes that money and starts his stereo business. And then everybody ends up happy in the end. Everybody gets to get their good ending, kind of. Kind of, but it's... I don't know. It's just one of those where it's like... I mean, what can you expect from, like, this group of people? Not that, like, they're, like, less than anybody else, but it's kind of like... They lived a life that was, like, not accepted by society. They became their own surrogate families, you know, like, by being there. And that's what they do. They kind of have this, this, there's this, it would have been surprising if they didn't just end this on Thanksgiving. Yeah. It feels like that movie that you would end on at Thanksgiving. Like a holiday. Like a holiday of some sort, where, like, everybody's together doing their shit. Or, like, a family thing. Like a funeral, or just having a prosthetic dong at the end. Yeah, because it's kind of like one of those where it's like, you know, fuck it. Like, he he has no other means to live or no other ways that he could value himself to continue other than sell his dick. And then, like, and then you even see it, too. It's like where he, like, gives himself the pep talk. Yeah. And then he pulls out his dick. And then what's the line that he says at the end? It's like, Uh-oh. you're a star. Yeah, you're a star. <laughs> and then he puts his fucking dick away and he goes back out to do his next And that's film. it. And that's I thought it. he, like, shows it to somebody. Yeah, I mean, clearly he's showing it to the to everybody. Yeah, you know, they kind of like I said, they kind of suitcase and pulp fiction the whole his dick throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because like everybody's like, like oh, he was like, he's like, oh, show what you got, and he pulls it's it out. Like so Marcellus like, is Wallace's soul. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, um, so yeah, what, I don't know. What came out, so what came out first, this or Orgasmo? Orgasmo, that's a movie I haven't heard in forever. Uh, Orgasmo came out after this, I think. Do you think that's where they got the idea for this movie? For Orgasmo from this movie? Yeah, probably. And then also, like, during that time, there was, like, a huge thing with, like, porn stars. Remember, like, porn stars were, like, they were starting to slowly, like, leave, like, porn porn, and, like, start to, like, hit up other areas. Because you got um, Maxim having, like, porn stars as like them cover girls and whatever like, and they like, don't have to like fuck anything they just need to be like yeah bikini yeah do you know Maxim is still around Maxim is still a thing yeah or 4HM 4HM is still FHM a thing. FHM those are still a thing yeah I was pretty shocked I'm like oh okay and I ended up like flipping through it to see like what's changed nothing has changed it's the, same, it's the same stupid dumb articles with the same like just kind of girls off, we like, all like those stupid dumb articles until, <laughs> we, until we were like grown ups oh man you know what I read this uh, men's health article mm-hmm. and like it was just like uh, I was just on whatever someone sent me something and I saw I saw this guy he wrote an article and I clicked on I, when I like articles I'll click on their the author the author to find other articles and I saw one that's like are chodes real and I'm like I don't know, Zachary. You tell me. So I clicked on this thing, and it's talking about how when he was younger, and like basically it read just like a fucking Maxim or so, FHM. So like, I'm, article. I'm sorry. This guy did an an essay. An essay on, on, chodes, on chodes. Which what did he what did he discover? Uh, so he ended up uh, talking about like his when he was younger, how he referred to everything as a chode, and then he kind of gave a description of what a chode was. And then, like, do you know what a chode is? It's Forrest? the space between your, uh, your nutsack and your butthole. No, it's... That's uh chode. No, a chode would be, like, a wiener that is shorter th- than it's fatter. So, it's... I thought that chode was the part 
mean, I know that's that's also known as the, the taint. taint. Yeah. But I thought that was that's what the chode was. No. So it would be it'd just be like a really like fat wiener, but short. Enough to fit a tuna can but not hit the bottom of the of the can. Go on. So <laughs> so um this author is like referring to like he like you talk about him and his friends used to refer to everything as chodes and blah blah blah. And then it cuts into like he goes, So I wrote it into a doctor. And the subject line was like Hey, do chodes exist, bro? Yeah, basically what it was. It was just something very broish, but something about those chodes. And then like he said he goes, No response. And finally I had a response. Like, well no shit. If you're asking stupid questions, you're not gonna get like, you know don't just just answer. Yeah. It's gonna take you two seconds. You, you don't have to be fuck you, doctors. Yeah. So fuck all of you for not answering what chodes. I've had do- I've had teachers tell me what they think the past sense of shit is. You can tell shat. me if it <laughs> shit or uh, shitting or shat. So finally the doctor was just saying like uh, there's no medical evidence that chodes exist, but they but they, they kind of, whatever, and so the question is, they don't exist, but they could be, question mark. And that's the article I read at Men's Health. So Men's Health is going the way of Maxim, huh? For sure. For, I, maybe people aren't just reading magazines anymore. You know what I mean? No one's now, reading magazines anymore. They just read articles off of the fucking internet. Yeah, but like, those articles are still the same article. No, I know, but... But it's like... Yeah, I feel bad for mental because as soon as I read that, I'm like, this is just fucking garbage. So the last thing I'll leave with is, um, we have a friend from high school who had a bike. He bought wheels for his bike. Uh-huh. And those bikes were called Dirt Digglers. <laughs> nice. My friend has, that's funny, my friend had a Great Dane, and his name was Dirk. But before I knew his name was, the dog's name was Dirk, um... He was walking around, and I saw his giant wiener just fucking hanging out. I'm like, whoa, check out that dog. <laughs> then when he told me his name was Dirk, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I got about ten minutes into What Dreams May Come. The movie or the book? Only ten minutes into the movie. Okay. Because they changed the fuck out of that book. Yeah. Have you read the book? I haven't read the book. I've heard that. Dude, those kids don't die. Oh, okay. Those kids not dead in the book. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's about as far as I got where I'm like, nah, this is, it ruins it. Like, the whole first act of that book, Uh he's not even in, like, the heaven paradise area yet. Okay. He's like, that whole first act of the book is him alluding, is him alluding that, and then, like, the Cuba Gooding Jr. character in the story is his, um, like, his cousin. And at this point, it was, like, his friend. Like, it right. was, like, his buddy from, like, med school or something. And I don't think he's a, I think he's a, he's a writer in the book. Like, Richard Matheson does this thing where all of his characters are a writer. Side note. Oh. Side note. Chris Matheson, who wrote Bill and Ted. Uh-huh. That is his father. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. So he does this thing where every character... I've read a couple of his books so far, and, like, the main character is always a writer. Yeah. So, and the first, like, act of that book is him in that town. Or him, him you know, he dies. Right. Um, but you don't even see anything before he dies. You kind of get some flashbacks like you do in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but he has, like, four kids, and it's a lot more, it's a lot more faith-based... I feel a lot more, more a little more preachy in the book 
okay. than it did in the movie. So maybe that's why they changed it. But like that first act is from him dying and him trying to process that he's dead and him, you know, like there's this whole he has this, his crisis at the beginning of this book is he's dead. But he doesn't think he's dead. He's just like, oh, who's that guy wrapped up in all the bandages over there? Oh, and yeah, then yeah. you find out that it's him. And then he can see, like, he can go, because they do that thing where you can see inside the boxes. Like, that's something that happens in the book. Okay. Where you can see inside the coffin and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes to his funeral. Or he, he, gets, he goes to his funeral, watches his family grieving over him. Uh-huh. And then one of his sons, his older, like, his oldest son is all like, oh, I can get a medium and he can talk to you. Yeah. Like the medium, we can try to get him to talk. And the medium is like talking to him. He can see him and stuff, right? As you're saying this, I keep thinking of Hey Nostradamus. But go ahead. That's such a good book, too. Yeah. Um, but he keeps telling, like, he, he's talking to the medium for a bit, and they're at the graveyard, and the wife gets all upset and leaves. So then they, like, the youngest kid's at school, and they have him go to the house that they lived in. Uh-huh. So he goes to that house, and he's talking to him, but he's kind of fading out a bit at one point. Okay. And then it's, like, this whole part where the soul is, like, leaving, is, like, like the ethereal body and the soul are, like, coming apart, and, uh-huh. like, the ethereal body, like, attacks him. Like, his soul. Okay. Like, it's really, like, meta and way more, like, it's way, it's darker, but also way more, like, faith-based in it as yeah, well. And, like, cool. a lot of posture, like, a lot of, like, it would, if, if, I wish they would have kept it like that, but then the selling point of that movie, it looks like to me, was the effects that they were using on that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the wife still kills herself, um... And then, but they end up reincarnating. Like she, he, 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 he finds out that, that I didn't see the end of it, so I'm not sure. If, like he ends up saving her at the end. I know that, but he has to like. Does he go back to like the heaven area? I'm not gonna tell you anything about it. I don't want to watch this fucking movie because it ruined the book. No, I think uh, this has a different view on it. Because the movie, he he's like, talking the, to the her movie, and he's trying, because she doesn't she doesn't recognize him. Does that happen in the movie? Yeah. Like she doesn't recognize him, and he and they're like, you have to like. They're like you have to do it carefully. I like, want to. I want to say stuff to you, but I tell feel me, like it's going to ruin. Like I'm not going to watch the movie. I'm not so gonna go back I haven't the movie. seen this in years. So, so do what you remember then. That's uh, so basically, um, he's in heaven. Realizes that his wife isn't there. So he so what gives he up. Keeps having nightmares. Okay, does he have nightmares in like heaven? And like she, that's how he kind of figures out she's dead. No, he ends up like talking to somebody and finding out that. He, he, well, he has there. nightmares, and that's how that, that's kind of like the hint in the book that there's something wrong. I on wouldn't Earth. say nightmares. I think he has like. Um, Are they like hiking or something, and she like falls off of a rock or something? No, something's off in his paradise, and then so. Oh, okay. No, so, something's because off. They keep telling him. They tell him like, "Oh, she'll be here when she dies," and like because twenty something. I know years. for a fact they spent more money on the visuals than they did for anything else, so that's yeah. probably why they had to cut a lot of stuff out. But I know he had he realized something's wrong in his paradise. Something's off. He ends up talking to somebody. Does he, he go to like a, like ends a, like up a, getting the information that his wife has died, and he goes, "Perfect, where is she?" He goes, "Well, we can't take you to see her because she's not here, and whatever." Okay. And then he comes so, to the conclusion that he's so the she's Cuba dead. Getting, Okay, so in the book, the Cuba Gooding Jr. character goes into that lower area to kind of talk to people and kind of like as like a counselor. Type yeah, thing. I think that works. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he does that, and he's talking to some other one, and then they're like, "Oh, well, we can find out when she's gonna be here." And they go to like this, like in the book. This is what happens in the book. They go to like this like municipal building. And they're like, oh, your wife will be here in 24 years. But that's like human years. Like, it's different. They tell them, like, oh, well, it's different for us because we don't count years like that. So, you know, it's going to be quicker than you think. Like, it sucks. It's 24 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they keep telling them the whole time, well, she may not be here. She, no, she may, no she, she will be there, but she may not get to see you. Like, I know you guys are soulmates. Like, they, they, they kind of talk about, like, oh, you guys are soulmates. So there's a good chance. 
but she may meet somebody else and want them there instead. Like, there's this whole doubt that, like, if she'll even be in his area. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And does that happen in the movie? No. So then, um, so there's kind of, like, doubt with that, and he's just, like, obsessed, like, I want my wife with me. Yeah. I, uh, so he, he gets there, and so he has that, so then he's kind of talking to this other, this other girl, a lady, about things, like, about his wife and everything, and then I think she, they find out like she had killed herself. Mm-hmm. I know that happens in the. I know that happens. Yeah. So they have to go to the like the lower because they they kind of have like the nine levels of Dante's Inferno. Of Dante's Inferno. Do they yeah. do that in this too? Yeah. Okay. So and then like the lower ones are like almost like back on Earth. Do they have? Do they talk about that as well? Oh, I don't they remember do that, that as well. Like it's weird. It's, it's weird how they did that. So so he goes to that level and he's trying to like. They're like you have to tread carefully like when you talk to her because you can get stuck here too if you get too frustrated and she's not paying attention uh-huh. like that can keep you here and he almost gets that happen that almost happens to him in the book that almost happens to him in the movie where like he's like getting upset at everything and like if he if he, he like raises his voice and he shows frustration like it kind of like he bends himself into it, that yeah, he, yeah yeah and so he almost does it, and then at the last minute she remembers, and they kiss or something like that, or like they, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. and then he ends up back in the area, and she was reincarnated, or something like that. I think so. And then he's like, "Well, I want to be reincarnated too," and and then they meet, and then I, in the book it's weird because she's like, like, like a teenager. Like her, the way they would meet is that she would be like a teenager, and he'd be like a young doctor. Uh-huh. And then they meet when she has like some kind of surgery, and they fall in love that way. Like it was really weird, but they're yeah, in yeah, India, yeah. Okay. so it's a little more the age thing was a little more appropriate, like appropriate for that culture. Yeah, and that's where it was. And then they, so he's like, he's they're like, you don't have to do this, like you don't have to reincarnate. And he goes, no, that's what I want to do. If that's what it has to be with her, that's what I have to do. And he reincarnates, and like the whole like third act is like the whole third act is that kind of like them kind of talking about where he ends up. So this would be like the middle portion of it, and then it's kind of that. But I don't think you see. I think he agrees to reincarnate. You don't see where that goes. Okay. I think that's how it was. I don't, I don't remember. It's yeah. It's it was weird. But like um. Yeah, like I don't know. Like when you were describing it, there's a lot of because I read a lot of NDRs, the near death experience stuff. Okay. A lot of it's similar to that too, where it's like kind of. Yeah. Same kind of type of a thing, and then. Yeah, it's trippy. Do you watch anything else? I got more. Oh, uh, I saw a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't really, like, have time to watch TV or movies, but I don't know what happened this week. I just had tons of time, so I was, like, watching a bunch of shit. Uh, I saw... I finally got caught up on Letterkenny. Okay, so, like, I'm almost caught up all the way. Okay, so, like, uh, I like it. I think the show's slightly weird off from what I liked. It's... it's, Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's... Excuse me and thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like they they they've uh, are aware of their own hype and like yeah. their whatever, and now it's gotten almost like a step too far of like okay, can you kind of reel it back down to what it was? But I mean, I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. But what else have you been watching? Um, I'm listening to a book called uh, Devolution. Devolution. It's okay. by Max Brooks, who wrote uh, World War Z. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one, you know how this this one kind of reads more like a Michael Crichton book. Crichton. Okay. So kind of more dinosaurs. like no, no, not like dinosaurs. Um, 
If you've ever That's read, the only book I read. Oh, you've only read Jurassic Park. So yeah. you've never read like Sphere or Andromeda Strain or anything where it's kind of like sometimes it's like documents. You know how Jurassic Park does that thing where it's like documents? Yeah. And it's like other people like from other people like documents and journals from like other people. Yeah, this yeah. one kind of does that too. Like Bram Stoker? Kind of like Bram Stoker um, and, and, and Frankenstein if you will. Uh-huh. Because it's for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like that but it's about a Bigfoot, um, a Bigfoot massacre in like Washington, and like these people are there's a volcano that happens around Washington and like, oh that's stuck. true by the way it's a true event it oh. happened oh yeah and the government had like these giant trucks of burnt you uh, Bigfoots that they carried away okay well I haven't gotten that far but that's what this is based on so it's probably based on that then okay um so yeah so it's kind of it's kind of like kind of a Crichton book on that. That's um, dope, and I want to read it. What's it called? Uh, Devolution. Okay, You cool. can get it off of the Libby app if you have your library card. I do. Okay, cool. Then you can get it from there. Perfect. Um, then um, the one and only Ivan. It's, uh, it's a Disney movie, and it's based on a book, so I kind of read those before okay. just to see if the kids would be into it and if, see how... If they'll like, see like if it. See if they'll like it and yeah. see if, if, you know, Emily's a bit of a chicken. So I gotta check. I, I read these things before. Uh-huh. Um, it's about um, an, uh, a silverback gorilla that lives at this mall slash arcade, and they um, have a circus there. Like it's like a circus slash arcade type thing. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like a rinky-dink circus, and the it's it's very much like oh we don't like circuses. Okay. Um, like the elephant, there's an elephant there that had like a hurt foot and, um, they kept like not really taking care of the elephant's foot. So it ends up dying and then they bring like a little baby elephant in and it's super sad, dude. Yeah. Like it's, I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> know, I, I don't know how much this book is going to, how much this book is going to translate over to this Disney movie. And it's on Disney plus right now. That's, that's the reason why. Cause it's on Disney oh, okay. plus and I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll. I'll read this, but it's it's good. I, I, I will tend to read, like, the... Just because I'm immensely impressed that you can write a good story without putting fuck words all over it. Yeah. And so I'll read, like, I'll read, like those books. Plus, if my kids get to them, I have something I can talk to them about it, and I can be like, oh, what would you think about this part? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but they're get to a point where they're making a movie out of everything, and you can't really, you know what I mean. And right. you're gonna get to you're gonna get to the movies before you're gonna get to the books. Yeah. So, um, so I, that's kind of the reason why I read Harry Potter also is that the kids are getting old, older, they're gonna start wanting to read. And then you kind of have an idea. And what then it is. I, if I know what they're reading, and I just mock them. I just pick them up. Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give them the real deal. No, you, you see right here, that werewolf is a transsexual. Honey. I know that's not the word we use. Is that the word? No, Dad, it's not the word. Um, it's it's trans. It's just, it's just trans, dad. Trans, it's trans, dad. Just trans. And so, <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spout my. Oh yeah, well let me tell you this much. Um, <laughs> unless, unless one of them says that fucking movie is a time travel book, <laughs> then I'll burn then, then I will then I will unleash the fury. <laughs> It is a time travel book. It is not go to hell. Uh, so I saw a show and I love it so much. I okay. can't get enough of it. Now I'm upset because I have to wait. But uh, what we do in the shadows. 
Did you watch the second season? I saw it. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I told you that thing was like what well, no, what I like that they've done is uh, that they have made the least powerful character on that show the most powerful character on that uh, show. Guillermo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he wants to be he wants to, he just wants to be equal with them yeah. that whole time. Yeah. And then he slowly as he as he as he finds okay. out he's more of a Van Helsing and he's like killing these vampires, <laughs> yeah. he's at that point in the show because it doesn't because you know they're gonna keep that character on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're all gonna be afraid of him now. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna treat him like shit. Well, I like when he like he ends up killing Carol that bug eyed <laughs> vampire, and then like Nador comes in and he goes like, "Oh, Gareth, have you seen Carol? What is this?" Dust shaped Carol shape on the floor. Carol shaped dust on the floor. Yeah. And then like he, he ends up like telling him like he killed Carol. He goes, "Oh no, that's not good." And then like, like something happens and like Nador turns around and then Guillermo turns around, but the two spikes of the broken broom are in his heart. And then Nador's like, "Okay," <laughs> he walks away. Yeah, that show got so. And then, oh, I love that show so much. Yeah, no, it got so much better. I was like, eh, at the beginning, the beginning of the season was a little slow. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't finish it up. The until... Baron makes me laugh when he, like he would, he was like, oh, the lights coming into the attic. He goes, oh, don't touch the light. <laughs> he goes, ooh, I'm gonna touch it. And he touches like the beam of light. He goes, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Matt Berry character. The other. Guy vampire. Oh this. yeah, 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 yeah. The New York vampire from Manhattan. You already wants the witch hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the hat? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, no, I fucking love that show. But what's cool too is that anytime they have the, like the Vampire Council, all they do is just pull lines from Interview with the Vampire. Is that what just, they're doing? And just reiterate it too. Because you've seen it at times where you pick up. A, oh yeah. You like that episode, the one I was telling you about? Because like last time I talked to you, you hadn't seen that episode. Where all the celebrity vampires are there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I like the one with uh, Jackie Daytona oh, and Jackie Mark Hamill's in it. Yeah, and like how he has a little like, toothpick. He doesn't recognize him. Yeah. He goes, thanks, Jim the Vampire. How do you know my name? It, it's all in your business card. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, at the last one where with like, Guillermo, when they have like the big old like, council. They... I saw that and I'm like, huh, I knew exactly what that was. Like, was. That I got. Like that I totally got the whole like. Kill your own kind. No, no, like going oh. to the well, yeah, go, oh, the, the, the theater, the theater, yeah. and all that. I'm yeah. like, oh, I get this. This is something yeah. I get. Like I can point theater. back to that. And then, like, yeah, and then like they take uh, Cynthia Idol's line from Interview the Vampire, like, "Kill your own kind." There's only one crime amongst vampires: kill your own kind. Like, and then, like <laughs> that stage play they're putting on, where it's all, yeah. where it's all, and they killed him. They're like, we can't kill anybody. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that, Gable? <laughs> but like, yeah, the show's Gable coming out, and he's like. uh He's like, oh, you're familiar to this? We have a reenactment for you people. And it's like this little boy in like a little sweater. He's like attacking a vampire. <laughs> oh, it's so comical. And the next thing you know, he just slaughters everybody. Yeah. But yeah, I fucking... But like, I, I'm interested to see where that where, the, where they go with that season. Yeah, because I, like I said, he's the most powerful. As of now, uh-huh. he's the most powerful because he can kill... Because they're all going to be afraid that they, he's going to kill them while they're sleeping. Oh, yeah. And then like, I especially love... Nador's my favorite. Where, like, he's, like, the Baron's coming over. It's, like, season one. Yeah. And then he's, like, oh, we have to decorate for the Baron. Like, you know, grab all this, grab virgins or whatever. And it's just Nador and Guillermo at the dollar store. He goes, ooh, look, creepy paper. Oh, it's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, overall, like, I, I love it. I, like, now I want a cat. So I can call it Guillermo. So I can tell him to get lost. Get here, Guillermo. That's no, we hiss. You don't hiss. Only vampires. <laughs> I watched The King of Staten Island yesterday. 
the Pete Davidson movie, which is his movie that he made with uh, Judd Apatow, which I figured out Judd Apatow makes, like, two movies in one movie, okay. kind of, and this one could have started, like, five times. Um, it wasn't bad. It was it was interesting. Uh, I like him in general, uh-huh. and it's not as funny as you would think it is. Like, there's some funny stuff in it, but it's super dark, and I, I kind of like that part of it. Yeah, I finished Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I don't like it. Why? Like it's cool, but it's Robert Stack. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And then like, but even then, like some of the stories, like because the internet's so like prevalent and like they said that they found like they found some great some great stories. No, 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 no. They found some like people have called in like the old show. Oh, really? Supposed to do an update yet? They're gonna do like updates, I think. Okay, like they used dope. to do. Okay, like, that's what I like too. Um, if you want to watch the old ones, they're on the Peacock. There's a whole unsolved mysteries streaming channel. Oh, really? Perfect, perfect. Yeah, because like I was watching, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, it's not the same without the whole. Just well, intro. they did it. It was Robert Stack forever. Yeah. And then um, after he died, it was they Dennis did. They Farina. tried to redo it again. Yeah. It was Dennis Farina for a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I like it. It's just uh, maybe to keep it going, I'll become a bigger fan. Jimmy. Next week, we are going to finish uh, our our quest through Middle-earth by reviewing Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. You excited? excited? Yes. Yes, I am. You should be. I, I hope I sound <laughs> A lot of walking. A lot, a lot of walking. Uh, this time, not much walking. More fighting. You'll like it. It's good. Well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our Instagram at yhblankthat. Or you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.